This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. We're with you twice in a week. We really appreciate you being with us. Mark Willard and Joe Shasky, and we invite you to subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. The interesting thing that's come up in this conversation, and, and this is the nature of sports, the nature of impatience and, and social media and all of that, but you're coming off of the greatest regular season in the, in the history of the organization, you're coming off being the National League Manager of the Year. You're coming off being, uh, as an executive, Farhan Zadi Scott Harris. You're establishing yourself as guys who really know what they're doing. And here we sit uh, approximately nine months later after these awards have been handed out. And, and, and there are fans and media members questioning whether or not these people should still have their jobs again next year. What is your thought on that? Where where are you on any shuffling that may need to take place with either personnel or uh, at least with approach in the uh, in the front office and in the dugout? I to me they're they're tied so right now. They're tied. They're they're Farhan and Kapler are connected because I, whether it's you know Farhan and the Giants and how they're doing things, or we look south and how the Dodgers do things. I was listening to to Dave Roberts, and he said, I will punch out a lineup, and then I run it up top, meaning throw it to the GMs, and then they kind of change whatever the lineup is and throw it back down to them, right? And that's based on who's available and all the different criteria for that particular day. And so, like, if that's how the Giants are running things, and that's how I assume that they're running things, where Scott Harris and Forhan have veto power or final say, or maybe they're even just dictating what the lineups are, to me – then you're right about the middle management line regarding uh, Kapler. He's doing exactly what the GM and the baseball ops people want him to do. So if you have a philosophical issue with how they're doing things, then you have to go above Kapler. That's the way I'm viewing it. Mark, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I'm out on Farhan. I am. Me personally, I'm out on it. I think he needs to earn my trust back. Last year was incredible. It was amazing. I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, I want to see major moves. I am accustomed to seeing my Giants play a brand of baseball that I am accustomed to. What I'm watching, terrible fundamentals, awful defense, not running the bases properly, just horrific situational awareness. That is not the old school baseball that I grew up loving. And it's very frustrating for me to get my arms around it. I know I sound dramatic. I would not be opposed to cleaning the entire house. I really wouldn't. And I'm not trying to call for people's jobs. I'm not saying fire this guy. I'm not saying fire that guy. I personally like old school baseball. And I am struggling to find what enjoys me with this brand of baseball. And I think it's a byproduct of losing and being in the middle of the year right now. Maybe ask me in December and my opinions might change if we land a big free agent. But right now, I'd be open to it. But here's the thing. 
who are you going to replace him with? Well, right. Like, so, like, like, what are you, what are you, where are you going? Like big picture, small picture, small picture. They've done a bad job. This year. Okay? Yes. Small picture. They've done a bad job. Big picture. They've done a good job. And here's what I mean. And this is why I would not be in favor of, of, of axing anybody now. So I'm going to agree with your point that they need to do something very, very different. And that's why I'm really stressing this offseason, their own self-evaluation. And, and will it be true? And here's what I mean by that. This is a group that the famous story of Kevin Gosman. We walked into a room with Kevin and we told him, we've studied you. And we think that you are not getting your best self because here's this pitch that's dominant and you don't throw it enough. And we think you should throw it more. And this is why we think you should come to San Francisco and we'll show you how to do it. And he, and he trusted them and they were right. And then Kevin Gosman, once upon a time, two years later, got over a hundred million dollars. Yes. That resonates. Great. So you can do that. Now do it to yourselves. Such a great point. Now do it to yourselves. You have got to be able to sit down and run analytics on yourself and understand that what you've done had a lot of value. They did find players. Mm -hmm. They found them out of nowhere. They did make the, the farm system better. They did cut bloated contracts and, and gain financial flexibility. They did all the things they were asked to do. And now it's time for the next revolution of the golf ball. And it didn't happen. It hit a complete wall, shanked it out of bounds. And so now you've got to self-evaluate because yeah. all of the perfect things that you had in place, they hit a wall that you didn't see coming. So it, Gabe Kapler and the front office both now have the same question in my mind, which is, I know that your formula can work and you can be awesome when it's working, but what do you do when stuff goes sideways? Yeah. And that's my question for these guys. And if their answer is, we're smart, trust us, then we're dead. I know. Because they, they have got to take some L's. They have got to look at self and say, you know what? We miscalculated a couple of things. Let's try go to a, a different direction then I still have faith in these guys. So you're right. This offseason is everything. It's it's 100% everything. And the hard part is, and it's easy for me or any Giants fan, get a franchise player. It's an easy thing to say. It's really hard to find. Right. Every team, like right now, we, we like the Arizona roster, right? The Arizona Diamondbacks roster. Do they have a franchise player? Like, no. I'm not even sure. They, they got have a guys who of- are supposed to be in a few years, but no, but, not right now. But that's what I'm saying. And yet they right. feel very promising, and there's a lot of hope. And I look at the Giants, and I say, God, if they could come out of this winter with a franchise player – I don't even need the franchise player. At this point, show me progression for some of the people who I think will be founding blocks of what you're going to build, you know, moving forward. And if that means getting yourself an everyday third baseman or an everyday shortstop or an everyday outfielder, if that guy presents himself, start there. And then we could bring up some of these minor leaguers that I've been hearing about and maybe you hit on a couple of them and we're so much better than where we're at. I just, they can't keep losing guys. And that's where I look at someone like Rodon, and I know he lost this week, but like Rodon to me 
Losing him is bigger than just losing a pitcher. You're losing one of the best players on the team. Now, yeah, he's had a a great singular season. I don't know what he's going to look like in three or four years. But, like, how are you moving forward by losing one of your better players? Like, it's just such a catch-22. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. So here's the thing, though. This is a parlay that you need to hit. If you're a betting person, it's a parlay because we keep talking about winning the offseason. And the Rangers won the offseason last year. And then their president of baseball ops got fired. Yes. So it's not just you've got to go win some of these money battles. But then, and this is why it's tough, you also need to be right. Yeah. Like, then you need to not be the Angels next year. You need to not (laughs) be the Rangers. These guys have got to play well. It's got to work. And so I'm not going to beat around the bush here. The task that they've got in front of them is really hard. Yes. Because not only do they need to be powerful financially, but they need to combine that with smarts. Let me ask you this. What if the market for Rodon is – 30 a year for five years. To, you in? Me, yeah, to me, I'm in. More than that, if it's six or seven or eight, you're out, you're 100% out because I'm never giving a pitcher that much. I, I think I'm in. I, I do. I think I'm because even in <sighs> a diminished stage, he's a left hander who could be the back end of my rotation. Like I'm in on that. I know that there's a giant's tax right now that you have to pay a free agent, meaning more years or more money than maybe a a comparable situation elsewhere because you're not one of the better teams. Now, we don't know if he likes to pitch here. All the different things we've talked about on this pod over and over and over again. But to me, I'm doing it. What about you, Mark? That feels pricey, man. And and this is why. So I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they will do that. I think someone is going to offer him that. I don't think they will. And I think the likelihood is probably the same thing that we watch Gosman do, which uh, we haven't even seen the second half of it yet, which is I think the guy's going to leave. I think he's going to pitch really well. And then I think on the back end of the deal, we're going to go, oh, that's probably good that he didn't do the deal. Um, That's the likelihood. Like, this is going to be the first year ever that Rodon has not had arm problems. I know. If he gets to the end of this month, it'll be the first year ever. So five years, 150. Ugh. That's tough for me. That's tough, again, for a starting pitcher who is, is, is can't be that lead guy. He's only going to be out there once every five days. I understand you got to go get a one. You have to have a one and a two if you're going to make the playoffs. But my guess is, is that they feel like they can find that in another spot. I just will give you, like, Zito, Cueto, Samarja, like the expensive north of $100 million dollar um, and I know Samarja was a little less, but, you know, that deal, that five-year, seven-year pitcher deal, outside of Scherzer, when's it ever worked? Well, I, look. Th- when's it not, ever worked? It's almost never worked. Granky right. had a run. Granky had a run, but it was short-lived. Scherzer's really the only guy, and he won multiple Cy Youngs on that deal and won a World Series later on. But, like, it's few and far between. I will argue this, though, and we don't have to get caught in the semantics. 
I thought Cueto the first three or four years was really good for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he faded moments. at the end. He, he faded hard at the end. He has moments and it handicaps you. You know, yes. he got Farhan got ripped for not signing Madison Bumgarner. He getting booed in Arizona where they don't care. They don't even know who he is and they're booing him. So I was going to ask you, what if they would have signed Madison Bumgarner? How would we be looking right now? Would Mad Bum look different now? Of course, and Farhan would be getting ripped. I think so, so, so. I think you're right. Listen, this is why his job right now is so hard. He is going to be judged. He's going to be told, dude, you got to spend. You got you to stop being scared to spend. And that's true. Yeah. However, the fan needs to be ready then, and he needs to be willing to be wrong with yeah. some of them because the bottom line is the big contracts are really, really dicey, and they don't always work. In fact, they usually don't. So th- this is a tremendously difficult scenario they've built for themselves because they didn't augment this roster with anything yeah. and, and because the farm system didn't have a great year. Those two things are a hell of a one-two punch, and, and and we got to hold their feet to the fire, but also acknowledge that the job they have right now is really, really hard. And what I really don't want to hear, this is where I'm going to hold fans' feet to the fire. Don't you dare yell at them to spend, and then when they do and <laughs> if the contracts are bad, go, these dummies signed a bunch of big contracts with big names, and well, they shouldn't have done that. That's the one – that's what – I mean, that's, Joe, that's probably what's going to happen. Well, well, just look internally. I mean, they gave Brandon Bell the one-year deal, and everybody, everybody for the most part, was like, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And then halfway through this year, people are screaming to the high heavens. Same thing with Crawford. I'll leave you with this uh, when we talk free agents down the line. Boy, it'd be nice to have a Carlos Correa. That guy kicked the crap yes. out of the Giants. Yeah. I mean, we watched him up close and personal. I don't know if he's going to leave Minnesota. He's got an opt-out. Who knows if he even would want to come to the Giants. But that's the kind of youth. And I know he's getting up there because he's, what, 27 or 28 years old. But that's the kind of player you put him in an everyday lineup. You're like, now you're taking all the pressure off these prospects because you got a table setter and you got a guy who plays 140 games a year. I will say this. I do like what Farhan's saying. They're only words. He's going to have to go do it. But he is saying we can spend. I want three or four or five everyday players. I do too. We need to we need to evaluate what we're doing and do it differently. It, it's clear to me that somebody above Farhan wagged the finger this year and said, oh, oh, no, no, no. No, you're not coming back with more lefty-righty platoons again next year to tell us that you're smart. And and so he heard it, and, and now he's got to go do it. It doesn't matter till he does it, but I think his words in his head are in the spot where fans want it to be. All right, so let's let's set the table then and break down some of these players because there's a couple of okay. them that yeah. I don't want to see back and one that I wouldn't mind seeing back. And it's just he said a lot of stuff the last time. Yeah, he, he addressed this. Let's uh let's dive into it. 